Welcome to Tattooed Freaks and Business Suits, recorded live in the office of the Personal Touch Career Services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maze to get to the jobs they really love. So in addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book available. You can find Get a Job Without Going Crazy on Amazon and anywhere where books are sold. Um, my guest today is Marie Hale with Forward Revolution, and she's going to tell me all about this exciting, this is so cool, I am just chomping at the bit to talk about this, so I'll have you introduce yourself in just a moment. Uh, for those of you turning in the first time, our show's purpose is to explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X and Millennials and those to come after seek positions of leadership that still allow them to be themselves. So every show we explore a topic related to business or job seeking. And of course, we're gonna talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Services, Denver's top rated career coaches. We focus on those practical tools for your job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. So check out our ridiculously long website, which is personaltouchcareerservices.com. Once again, that's personaltouchcareerservices.com, or, you know, just Google it like everybody. So hi, uh, Marie. Anna, I am so excited to be on your show today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Why don't you just dive into things? Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what brought you to this point with Forward Revolution and what is that in the first place? Oh boy. Um, So I am one of those entirely unemployable folk that started um, as an entrepreneur when I was 22. And I realized that trying to explain unionization to belly dancers was probably not the best conversation I could have. And (laughs) so I uh, started my first business at that time, which was Shimmy Shock Entertainment. And from there, just really realized that when I stood in my own skin and I did things at my speed with my vision, not only did I have more fun, but everybody around me made more money. And I was like, well, this is cool. So as I kind of grew through my career, I've, I've owned a marketing company for about 10, 15 years um, in the Chicagoland market called Lipstick Logic, which was great because I got hired by tons of men who thought I had a secret and I let them think that and pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 2016, um, we took it and evolved it to uh, what it is now with um, a, a sales coaching model that bolts onto the marketing company because we knew that for small business owners, for mid-sized business owners, it doesn't matter how many leads you've got if you can't close them and it doesn't matter how many good salespeople you've got if they don't have leads. And so we fixed it. And what I love about what we do is we really focus on growing businesses so that they can take better care of their employees and their communities and eventually the world around them. It builds stronger neighborhoods and societies. And how we came to Forward Revolution is really, um, man, it turns out when I get mad, I start businesses. And unfortunately, my life partner, my business partner, um, who I started at Revenue with, passed about seven months after we opened our family business. Mm. And you can imagine what a shock to the system that is. And so here I was with a five-year-old daughter and a business to run and his role to take over. And 
you know, I made it through. I, by the grace of the people around me and whatever grit I had scraped up over the years, I kept walking. And fast forward to, you know, three years later, and here we are in pandemic, and I'm trying to navigate the Chicago public school district mm-hmm. thing and ended up just watching all of the mothers that owned businesses around me having full-on nervous breakdowns and knowing that I was at the edge of it. And then tuning in to see what was happening with the she session, the feminine recession that's happening in our country and the multitudes of women that are being pushed out of their careers only to be replaced by, you know, what will inevitably be somebody that's a junior to her probably making the same, if not more than her, because they don't have kids. They don't have to use their flex time. They don't have to hold up the world and work 40, 50 hours a week. Right. I think it's it's real interesting when we were uh, speaking recently and you were talking about the female recession and I hadn't actually not heard that term yet or the she recession, but when I looked at your materials and I started to go, oh yeah, man, this is very, very impactful because way back forever and a day ago, like over 20 years ago, when I got my first job in the business office at a radio station, the controller told me straight up, she didn't like hiring single mothers because they had to always go and take care of kids and kids get sick. And she didn't like to see people take time off like that. And now with the pandemic, that's even worse. Because you're trapped in your house with your children. Yeah, who would have made them if we knew we had to spend this much time with them? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I think the the bigger the bigger part of that is, I mean, there's so many folds that go into what this is going to do. I, yes, we're going to be pushed back 20 to 30 years mm-hmm. in pay equality. Yes, we literally have been told to go back to taking care of our families. Where when we got through the, you know, the, the World War II recession, we were told to get out there and work and then go back home. We're in the exact same spot, mm. but we don't have choices now. Like mm. we had, we have to make this work. And we also can't survive on one family, one person's income anymore. If we do have the benefit of a partner. Right. So it's, we've really set the world up against ourselves here. And the other side of that is we've lost so many of our, of our choices mm. as parents. If you have a child that is of school age and they're trying to jump from class to class to class to class to class, and you're trying to run a business, it doesn't work. It does, you can't be there for them. And then they see you all day long, not being available. Mm-hmm. They're stressed out. They're depressed. They've lost their entire society. And now they see you trying to keep the world spinning and food on, on the plates. Mm-hmm. And I mean, talk about bring home the bacon, cook it up in a pan. Like, hello, you're the whole show all day long. You're right. And it was, it, I just saw this snowball happening where I had a moment of clarity and I will unfortunately admit publicly that my main um, news source is TMZ. <laughs> I, I like to watch it while I cook. It gives me a chance to turn my brain off. And I was, I was standing in my kitchen. It had to be like the middle of August, October because I had just taken my daughter out of school. And 
all of a sudden I started processing this and I had this moment of clarity where typically when I have a big idea, it's kind of visual, but I saw that I saw this vision of, listen, I've, I've always had a hub and spoke model business, right? Where I've got one central hub of folks. And then we work with subject matter experts across the country to get the job done. And we'd work multinationally. We always had, but this model was, would actually be able to empower parents especially LGBTQ and BIPOC parents, because they're getting pushed out at an even faster rate mm. to be able to not only work, but stay in their market. Because the, the minute you're out of sales and marketing, man, a couple of months go by and, and you've lost your edge. And they're anticipating that any mother that is being pushed out of the workforce right now will return if she does get a chance to return to her career at five years junior. Mm-hmm. where she left. But yeah. we can't do it unless we have a model for creating a successful system for the kids. Yeah. Because if we're all jumping and if we're all having to choose between what the school tells us to do or most people don't even know what, then it's simply a constant place of disempowerment and the system keeps breaking down over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so as I started putting the pieces together, I saw this amazing opportunity to empower parents with custom, what we call it custom success for kids, where we have experts that know how to put together homeschooling that actually makes sense for you and your family. We've got disability experts that work with families with autism and kids on the spectrum and kids with different abilities because they need to be able to understand what their choices are and empower themselves because we've lost so much as these folks go through this process. And, you know, we've got some great partners that are showing up to do continuing education for them and, and make sure that they're, they're still sharp in their industry. They're going to have a choice. And I got to tell you, I think most, most people are going to either choose to become entrepreneurs themselves because it's, would you want to go back and opt in to fight for a job that was you know, you're going to come in five years junior to the person that came in junior underneath of you and work your way back up? Right. Or are, are you going to make a different decision? So bringing in career coaches, bringing in um, folks that can, can walk people through what it looks like to create an alternative life to where they had been before, it's going to take that crack in the patriarchy and say, I don't have to do it your way anymore. I think definitely you're, you're on to hitting it right on the nail on the head there. Because, and I love the aspect of coming in and helping educate parents, not in like, oh, how does new math work? But how do you structure the learning day and compensate or make time for what you're needing to do yourself? It's like, my kids are all grown. I don't have to worry about that. But my grandson, sometimes when... Uh, his parents were both working and they kept him uh, on remote learning when all the schools went back in summer. So we would have him part of the day and then other family members would have him part of the day. And he's got a um, hearing disability. You know, he wears hearing aids and just listening to him try to do his speech therapy through the computer. And I'm like, oh man, this sucks for him. But thank God he's as smart and as dedicated and you know, he's nine years old and he really stays on task. 
but not all kids have that benefit or that work ethic. And how do you teach that to a kid when you're still trying to figure out how to manage your own work day? That's crazy. It's crazy. And I, I've always been a personal development junkie. Like I, I live and breathe Franklin Covey. We really, we've got social emotional learning for kids, but it's not quite personal development. It's not really empowering them when we've put them into a structure that has forced them to conform as opposed to confront the things that are working and are not working for them, which is kind of what kids are supposed to do right now, right? My daughter's eight, like you're supposed to be knocking around, ticking mom off most of the time, trying to figure out the world according to where you are Mm -hmm. and God bless them. It's, it's a lot easier to guide a wild spirit than to try to build one. Yeah. But putting in things like, like we work with big life journal, we work with um, all kinds of tools that give kids at an age appropriate rate tools that they can own so that they learn to take ownership of what they want in life. Mm -hmm. And then the hard part is you got to listen. Yeah. I got to tell you, the minute I turn my computer off, my daughter does not stop talking. (laughs) So listening to all of it, sometimes is a challenge, but it's really bringing us to a place where, listen, she was getting 110 minutes of live education when she was in her school day. Mm -hmm. If I spend two hours a night with her, that's more than she was getting while she was in school. That's mind boggling. Yeah. And now, you know what, if I want to take a vacation with her, I can do that when it works for my myself and my business, not what works for what's pre-programmed. Mm-hmm. And just that feeling of empowerment gave me back so much of my sanity that I was able to put myself back in my shoes and dream up something that is so big that it will quite possibly change the way that we work. Man, I don't want anybody, anybody to lose that edge. This has been a hard year. It's going to be another hard year. We're, we're not getting out of this, you know, anytime soon. The more choices we can give professionals and those that have gone out there and fought for women's equality and, and pay equality and all of those things, the more beautiful of a world we're going to find at the, the regrowth of what is just a scorched prairie land at this point. Yeah. And it's time to grow something wild and beautiful and new. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I totally agree. That's one of the things when things are knocked down and burned down, so to speak, we have an opportunity to rebuild things and rebuild them better and in different ways. Yeah. It's like, uh, you're familiar with the phrase a protean career. You heard that one before? No, tell me. Okay. So this, the protean careers were the idea there were certain solace in the last, um, recession. It technically could also be looked at as the gig economy, but a protean career is where you're looking at multiple different revenue streams. So you're not putting all your faith and hope into like one company or like in your case where you've been a serial entrepreneur. That's very much the pattern of a protean career because you look at things from multiple different ways. And in looking at some of the materials you have for uh, forward revolution, it sounds like you're trying to instill this mindset into the women so they aren't chained their fate all into one company's hands, correct? Partially, because I think that there are still folks that are going to want to, they like that stability. Walking on the razor's edge is not for everyone. True. 
True. I'm comfortable there. I build my wings on the way down. I'm fine with it. It is not that way for everybody. So there are folks that are going to want to opt back into career paths. And what's really exciting is the way that we've got the company structured, part of being part of the, the revolution is that we need you to, as a revolutionary or as the talent, to help us get our foot in the door with that company so that as a fractional team, we can hold that role open for you. And for the next person that comes along, help make sure that that company can maintain their diversity mm-hmm. during this time because it puts them at great risk. And then if you are ready to go back, we're going to have a cadre of organizations that you've had an opportunity to work with that you know the culture, you know the, the process, less interviewing, easier onboarding, longer traction. Like it, it becomes this big ball of like win, 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 win. I feel like a pinball machine is just going off with all the bings and bongs mm-hmm. because it really does set people up to choose their own path. That is, is the ultimate purpose there. Yes, we're going to create amazing opportunities for solidarity and squads of women that can connect and go through this journey together because I never fit really comfortably into a mom's group. Like I, I've been an entrepreneur forever. I'm working all the time. Nobody really understands what that life is like. There's going to be other, other people that are in this space that are going through this journey that are going to be able to show up and support one another in unique ways. And so there's a lot of the emotional support side and the empowerment that has to go into it. And it's, it's always hard for me because I hear the word empowerment. And to me, it always sounds intrinsically feminine, mm-hmm. which is okay. How about just power? How yeah. about we just take the power back? Right. We've been fighting for it for so long to have it taken away so easily. How about a big, here's my stack of matches. I will burn down whatever I have to burn down to give power to the women around me. Excellent. So you actually put together everything involved with this rather quickly too, right? I did it. it it's been about 45 days. And today it's December, 2020. So when are you looking at having everything launched and ready to go and people can really start diving into everything you have to offer? That's the coolest thing. So, all right. So we signed our first client for the revolution uh, today, which is wonderful. Um, We are accepting our first applications already. And we should be fully launched in the Midwest in uh, Q1 with a national rollout in Q2. We are not going to go small. There are too many people that need this lifeline and that need to make sure that, that either they've got a job to go back to or that they've got the tools that they need to secure their own futures. And that's what it's about. Right. Our choice and solidarity. Mm-hmm. So in addition to like the school homeschool resources and some of the empowerment things for women. So what are some of the other practical tools that they can get in working with uh, Forward Revolution? We have a cadre of, of sponsors that are showing up that are just godsends. So everything from making sure that we've got somebody ready to help navigate healthcare in whatever iteration you need to, to get there, to um, financial plan, like financial budgeting for people who have flexible incomes for the first times in their lives mm-hmm. to um, partnering with um, Sprout Social and some other companies that have just a ton of 
very niche specific training available to make sure that certifications are available to these women so that they're they're adding to their their list as they plan for what the next step is and within at revenue because we are a sales and marketing company that sales part is actually sales coaching training and development mm. and we do sales from a place of professional love if if you're not going to care enough about the person across from you to really honor them and show them that you're willing to ask the tough questions and make sure you're making a great decision for both of you. Don't be in sales, get out. So sales training and development and some of those softer skills of, okay, now that I've got this flexible work schedule, how do I organize my time? How do I make sure that I've got the mental and emotional resources needed to get there? And then when you wrap into that, that we've been building businesses for the better part of two decades, we're going to be there to help them form their LLCs, to help them formulate what a business plan should look like, to help them put those pieces in place as part of being in that revolution. And that part for us is, that is not a place for a bunch of sales to happen. Mm -hmm. We know that, and, and this is honestly how this business survived losing my luminary partner who was like Chicago famous um, and making it through all of the challenges that we have is that we truly believe in putting out that good education and that powerful knowledge and actionable items that are going to lift people up because we know we're not, we don't have clients. We have evangelists and we have family And most of our client calls end with like, okay, cool. Love you. I'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm. And so if we stay in that lane and if we stay in that space of, of, of professional love, we know that it's going to come back as these folks go out into the world and see what impact they want to make it on what terms they want to make it. It's going to be there for them for the taking. They can go and do their thing. That sounds awesome. I mean, it sounds like a wonderful program. I'm so excited to see what you're going to be doing with it. I know you've asked me to kind of help out with some things, maybe do some resume writing classes for everyone involved. I'd love to do that. So see you me too. (laughs) So excited. So now we get to come to one of my favorite parts of the show where we get to talk about some tattoos and you do indeed have tattoos, right, Marie? I do. I didn't get my first one until I was 38. Never too late. Never too late. Try a little something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, uh, my partner, I actually had his ashes mixed in with the ink. <laughs> and, uh, so on my, on my inner arm, I have in his handwriting, um, a song he used to sing to me by the Beatles ca- called, and I love her with oh. his initials on the side. And so- then I've got a nice big, um, sunflower tattoo with my best friend, Laura's name in it going down the side of my ribs. Cause she was right there next to me the whole time. And that is a commitment. Tattoos on the ribs are not fun. I found that out halfway through. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's one of those things that's like, usually they hit the first rib bone and you're like, oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. But I, I have the same tattoo as her two sisters as well. Um, and so that's, you know, that's the, the piece that, that, that holds us all together as we go our different directions through this crazy world. Right. Do you happen to remember who the artist was? I assume this was done out in Chicago, right? Mm. Yes. Uh, uh, Angie Kosak. And she's actually at um, tat- 
uh, tattoo parlor on Irving and Kedzie. Okay, great. So if you're in Chicago, look her up. She's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, definitely we'll share your pictures on Instagram so everybody can check that out too and go, wow, Marie is a badass with those <laughs> sunflower on her ribs. <laughs> I, I have talked to tattoo artists who are like, I will never get my ribs tattooed. So, yeah. You know what? Totally worth it. If somebody stands by your side like she did for me, you put her right where she belongs. Well, there you go. There you go. So, uh, Marie, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, so many ways. So the website for the revolution is FWD Revolution. And you can spell it a whole bunch of ways because we made sure to buy all the domains. <laughs> um, and you can also reach out to me at Marie at atrevenue.com. And I am on every social channel in six different iterations. Um, and listen, if, if, if there's anybody out there that we can help, you Google Marie Hale, you'll find me. I promise. Yes. Yeah. And Hale is spelled H-A-L-E. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And we'll definitely put your contact information into our show description. So if anybody didn't catch any of that, didn't jot it down quick enough, we'll definitely have some links available for you there. So thank you very much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really loved hearing more about what you've got going on. It's so exciting and obviously so much needed and what we have going on. Uh, for all the rest of our listeners out there, as my producer always remind me, if you like what you heard, give us a like and a follow. And especially if you really liked it, give us a comment. If you didn't, keep it to yourself. Be nice. All right. And thank you again, Marie. And until next time, y'all stay cool.